mighty senses tingling. Hello. Those are the sweet sounds of our host, Slim. Here we go, issue 44. Did you 44. say 44? 44. 54. Uh, com, The hottest Tumblr site about comics since ever. We just got the results in. That's a fact. Thank you, Tumblr. President of Tumblr. Thank you for the certificate I got in the mail. Prime Minister of Tumbleria. I'm going to shut your mic off. It was, yeah, a, please do. it was addressed to Slim and Friends, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, Paper Keg, the podcast, we talk about industry news. We talk about the books we're reading, and we also do a book club. This week's book club, The Sixth Gun. Oh, yeah. I read this one, folks. And uh, we also read your letters live. Uh, to close out the show, letters of papercake.com. Jonesy, pull that mic away from your mouth if you can. It's far, far yeah, away. Figure. We uh, have a panel of hosts, you know? You know you're know, you tuning into the podcast for the first time. And your first reaction, they're not on Skype. So you're staying. You're, stag- you're staggered. You're like, I'm going to give them a few minutes. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Your second there. reaction is, who are these clowns? Why would I listen to another comics podcast with a bunch of zeros? You know? Who are we, really? Who are we? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you why you should stick around. Because we're the best darn comic podcast on the internet? Uh, yes. But we'll, we'll let the listeners decide. I can respect that. That sultry voice you just heard. He is a published writer. So now we already have some cred. You know, on top of him being black, we also have some published cred. Uh, he's a former DC historian. Before the New 52, you were a somebody. And now? Now, less than nothing. Welcome to the show, Mark Farrington. It is good to be here. What's going on, people? I am very excited for you to be here. Really? Thanks, thanks for being here. Yeah. It's opposite day. It's because I got a Flyers t-shirt on. <laughs> to your Flyers hat, isn't it? Uh, to his left. This is where we lose all the cred. <laughs> he is not a published writer. Not yet. He's working on a comic book, though. Does that pick your interest, listener? Dear friend? He's working on a comic book. He is Jonesy Loves Beer. Thank you, thank you for coming to my beloved paper cake show, Dan, and being with me and staring at my wood panels. I love wood paneling. That's a fact. That's why I put it up in here. It's all new. It reminds slim. me of a dirty adult pornography. That's all like Pono XXX. Speaking of which, Porno. our final host. Porno, yeah. <laughs> he is a... Connoisseur of the good life. You know? He is the podcast bad boy, he's been called. He is a father. He's the show family man. You know? We gotta have one of those around. Keep it level. Keep it on the le- on the level. Keep it on the L. That's what they call it. Yeah. Mark, can you confirm that's what they say? I've never heard that in my life. All right. Um, it sounds like something they'd say. He likes to relax by his lonesome. Chill, you know, if he you likes will. to chill. Quote. Right. Okay. And uh, his name is Dale underscore A. Thanks for being here. He's the newsman. Uh, it's good to be here. Thank you. Uh, welcome, listeners. Thanks for listening. Paper cake fifty four. Biggest show we've ever done. Who knew? I have something in my throat. Have we really been doing this for 54 weeks now? 55, technically. Yeah, yeah technically. Because remember we had the point one episode. That's right. And when we announced the uh, new 52. When we did that exclusive. Yeah, no one else knew before we did it. <laughs> What's uh, happening in the world of news? Dale underscore A. I believe that's my time to shine, gentlemen. Shine it up. Uh, big comic book convention this weekend. 
not Wizard World Toronto. I'm talking about C two E two. Get out of town. Uh, Mad, Chicago, Mad. right? Chicago. Chicago. Chicago, yeah. Chicago. The, the Windy City had a Comic Con. Everybody was there. Everybody in my Twitter feed was there. Twitter was a flutter. I believe your 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 other podcast co host was there and he didn't even tell you he was going. The talent. Yeah. I was all ready to hang out with him and he wasn't even in the office. C two E two, a couple things were announced and a couple oh, there was probably more things announced that I didn't even follow up on because I'm busy. But <laughs> we got a couple of highlights from the show. Give it to us. I want highlights. You ready for this? Matt Fraction. No. Some gentleman named Aja. Mm-hmm. Not the Steely Dan record. The same guys who brought me Iron Fist? They, th- exactly those guys. They are launching a new Hawkeye series. Ooh, Hawkeye. So Ooh. somebody with probably you have just as much interest in is Iron Fist. <laughs> and they I, will be writing. I book. know his buttocks are much praised on the Tumblr uh, by someone go by the name at Mandy Boo. Oh, uh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Comic Hawkeye or Jeremy Renner Hawkeye? I don't think she discriminates. I think all, all Hawkeye, Hawkeye butts I are I am her more thing. excited for a Hawkeye title than I was anything Iron Fist. I'll tell you that much. I can tell you that the Hawkeye in the Avengers game. Stop. The arcade game? Really? Hawkeye. I was always Hawkeye. Is really? that on Xbox Live? It's not. No, it's not. Remember we all played a X-Men the arcade game for like four hours and then we all never played it? It is a... game didn't age well. It's it? a fact that no matter how much you love an arcade game that's not on Xbox Live, when it is on, you'll play for two hours and that's the end of it. It's true. Um, can, I, can I go on? Go yeah, on, yeah, please. Yeah, please. Ryan Stegman. You know him. You love him. You probably heard him over on our sister podcast, Paper Keg West. Yeah, they're a popular. Uh, yeah, he's interviewed over there. They have like twenty-two episodes now. He's on art of the uh, Scarlet Spider. Yes, love that series. No longer. What? Leaving Scarlet Spider at the no. end of issue seven, eight, nine. To, summertime to do what? He's really? hopping over on the Fantastic Four with Jonathan Hickman. Whoa. The Hickman, as yeah. they call him. Yeah, that's, John. A bad, that's a bad look. I'd keep him on Scarlet Spider before. Really? Yeah. really? Oh, yeah. Mark is laying it down something fierce right now. Now, yeah. why are you saying that? You uh, like Scarlet Spider or you don't like him on Fantastic Four? Because I like Scarlet Spider, Spider and his art is perfect on that book. I think that's one of those books the four of us just praise every time somebody brings it up. Uh, not Scarlet me. Spider. Not me. Not okay. me. Never mind. Way to ruin it. Sorry, everybody. Gambit. He's getting another ongoing series. Huh? Maybe third time's a charm for our old... <laughs> Fourth time, <laughs> I think. Well, is it th- a third? third ongoing? Oh, okay. Yeah, third. Gambit and the Externals wasn't ongoing. Future cancer, can cancer. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the book is uh, Dale does not speak for the entire Paper Keg cast. <laughs> he with smokes. His thoughts on cancer. He smokes. Good save. All right. You know what? His uh, original. Before we get to the official news, not regarding cancer, the very first Gambit miniseries by Lee Weeks oh, on art. Yeah, so good. <laughs> yeah. The gold foil cover? Yeah. Stop. Bray goes back, sees Belladonna, Thieves Guild, <laughs> Mon Ami. And then the one after that with him, he teamed up with Wolverine by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. Yeah, when it was that? banging. One wow. of them, banging. Uh, was it Wolverine, was like the murderer, and he was on the case to see if he really did do it, something like that. And it wound up being like Jack the Ripper, I think. It was wacky. And then it became uninteresting because they got too complicated. Right, that's enough. Let's stop it. Shia LaBeouf. Right. Yeah, I heard of him. You've probably seen him in Even Stevens because it's one of the greatest shows ever. He's often confused for the main character in Boy Meets World. He is, yeah. Corey. I remember him from the uh, Academy Award winning, uh, award-winning Eagle Eye. Yeah, remember that? I remember that. Yeah. I'm not going to BS you right now. When I told you just today, I read fan fiction on where the characters from Boy Meets World are today. Not the a- not the actors, the characters. Can you link me to this after the show? Fanfiction.net. I will. You saw that Dale site? A. <laughs> he is trying to self-publish some comics, and he showed up at C2E2. Shia LaBeouf. Oh, I heard this. Trying to peddle his wares. Yeah. The Chicago Tribune took a look at his comics. Yeah, what they think? And they quoted it. It was borderline philosophical with crude childlike drawings. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, I read this as well. He signs his name weird. Did you see that? Yeah, uh, yeah it's like image. an S with a tic-tac-toe board yeah, or something. Yeah, it's, it's really weird. It's insane. I saw some pictures of it. I don't know what to make of it. 
I can't. I don't know if he's trolling us or something right now. <laughs> yeah, I it's think like it's, uh, what's that actor who was in Gladiator? Russell terribly Cross, vexed. Crow. Joaquin. Russell Joaquin. He's, is he pulling a Joaquin right now on yeah. all comic fans? I think he is. I think it's probably some just social experiment that he's in on and nobody else is on. Is there, he thinks did so anyone poorly think, at comics. <laughs> did anyone think to look for like video cameras around him at all times? <laughs> did anyone see if he had like an assistant? It's Comic-Con, so probably not. Uh, dummies. Well, like this was an episode of Punked or something? Yeah, or like it's being videotaped and it's going to be a documentary, mockumentary. <laughs> yeah, to rebuttal uh, Morgan Spurlock's. Comic-Con episode four. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's... We're uh, we're running out of time, Dale. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm going to stop there. There There's plenty of other C2E2 news out there on the internet, and uh, it's out there for the taking. C2E2, by way of Dale underscore A. Thanks for listening. Let's get into the comics we're reading right now. You know, new and old, we talk about it. It can be any old piece of garbage... But we read a lot of comics, you know, every day, every week, every month. Sometimes we stay up until 2 a.m. on Sunday night to list, to read them all. Put on the pot of coffee and watches yeah. the Game of Thrones. Yeah. And then sometimes your wife asks you how late you were up the night before, and then it becomes a thing, you yeah. know? It becomes a thing between sometimes, the two of you. Sometimes you maybe cushion it and say you were, went to bed a half hour sooner to try to buy us some time, <laughs> but no. a pointless lie that gets you no, nowhere. <laughs> right. <laughs> Jonesy loves being unpublished. What are you reading right now? Daredevil, season one. Really? I didn't pay, I, did I steal that off of you? There no. You no. By Anthony Johnston and Wellington Alves. He did The Wasteland, the yes. Anthony Johnston. Uh, I was not familiar with Wellington Alves, though, before I read this issue. Anybody else? Never heard of his work? No. Never. Uh, regardless, not that I that he's bad because I didn't hear of him because I thought the art was very serviceable in this book. Uh, it follows the trend of the other season one uh, volumes, X Men and Fantastic Four, and the first uh, I think it's a total of one hundred and thirty three pages. Heavens, one hundred thirty two, and uh, the first ten are just his initial story. Uh, I like how it just it really it gives you four panels telling about childhood powers, dad's boxer, dad dies, just four panels. So the other 130 odd pages are the story of this coming of age Daredevil that almost it doesn't borrow the sentiments from Daredevil Yellow, but I feel like it's a great homage to that book. Everybody else read Daredevil Yellow which is Matt Murdock's early days in the yellow costume and falling in love with Karen Page. It hits on a lot of those same themes for the first half of the book. Daredevil is in the yellow costume. Um, it does have some new interesting twists, which uh, it gives Daredevil a new reason for uh, dressing in red. Uh, for the first half of the book, You know, the, the public is not sure of him. He gets his tail handed to him more often than not. He loses a lot more than he wins. And he finds that he's not striking any kind of fear or or he's not making himself pronounced. So he comes up with this all red costume to kind of give somebody a terror when they see him versus, you know, a bright yellow jumpsuit in mm-hmm. your face. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought that was a really cool twist that I haven't seen in Daredevil books before, which I really liked. Um, which is hard to make the story fresh again after it's the sixth or seventh time it's been retold. And Frank Miller arguably doing it the best in Daredevil Man Without Fear. So, and uh, what I also liked is it did everything that FF and X-Men didn't was it just told a story you would find on the racks, you know, five issues that you would find anywhere else. It was a <coughs> just a simple detective story, but just seen through the lenses of this character's origin versus X-Men season one that was... Okay, who are the X-Men? Okay, what's Magneto? Okay, Professor X versus Magneto. Like, I know this story. But Daredevil was just like, here it is, and then hit the ground running. And I love it almost as much as I love my music. It was very good. at For 132 pages, the price is right. Go pick it up. If you're, da- if you're a Daredevil fan, you'll like it. What was better, Season 1 or Daredevil Yellow? Uh, Daredevil Yellow. Only because Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale, is one of my best beloved Daredevil runs. I actually have the hardcover. I like it so much. 
this guy. But uh, mm-hmm. season one is a close second. What's the uh, X Men season one had like a bundle? Like there was a X Men Uncanny, Uncanny X Men number one was in the back. So you get a Daredevil, the Mark Wade's new run. You get issue one mm. in the bundle. Mm. Oh, so, that's good. Yeah, mm. that's good mm. enough. I read so that. So it kind of bridges was... you into yeah. the new run. So nice. Yeah, it was really good, and I was. I went into it with very low expectations because whenever, ever since Bendy and uh, Maliev got off of Daredevil, it's been, you know, I kind of don't want to ever get my hopes up again. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was pleasantly surprised. These season one books have gotten a lot of uh, praise, but a lukewarm kind of reception. Yeah. Nobody really talks about them, but everybody loves them when they do read them. Yeah, I guess they're they're not really for comic nerds. They're yeah. for the, the non comic reading yeah you're probably right i remember one of our listeners and apologies i'm forgetting who it was they sent in a letter asking us what we thought of them retelling all of these origins and when you do a season one book they have an uphill battle to the four of us in this room how many times have we heard daredevil's origin Mm -hmm. right and if it wasn't for the show i might never have picked it up but i'm glad i did and Mm -hmm. i haven't read daredevil season one yet but i want to check it out you said x-men was like the greatest i mean highly recommend it it was it was fantastic. We need to move on. We're running out of time, thanks to Jonesy's uh, two-minute review of Daredevil season of one. Daredevil. Mark Farrington is an actor. He's a TV star. You are a man who wears many hats, Mark. Is that safe to say? That is very safe to say. What are you reading right now? I'm all about AVX right now. No. Yes, you are. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. No. New Avengers 24, Bendis and Mike Diodato. Barf. Sorry, continue. Let him finish. (laughs) This showed the Avengers side of the events leading up to the panel in which Cyclops blasts the hell out of Captain America in AVX number one. Starts with the beginning, showing the Avengers on the shield helicarrier watching Scott and Cap talk. It shows them jump out of the helicarrier, and it flashes back a couple days. Turns out, all of the pressure being an Avenger is starting to build up and affect Luke Cage and Jessica Jones's wedding. And their, their, da- and their daughter. And their daughter. Hmm. Jessica walks out after their home gets invaded again, after somebody threatens their child's life again, comes back to Luke and says, we can't have it both ways. We're not normal people. It's either the Avengers or your family. Luke is struggling. He wants to do right, and with the Avengers, he can do more right than he's ever done on his own. But he loves his family. Right. In the middle of his decision, Captain America, no, Iron Fist barges in to call a meeting because Captain America wants to tell them that the Phoenix is coming and they need to go talk to the X-Men. What will Luke decide? You know, I love this book. <clears throat> Excuse me. I love this issue. I love this book. I love this crossover. Hmm. It's good. And as Bendis is gearing down his Avengers run, it's weird to see all the pieces that he built in over eight years just slowly coming off. Luke Cage might not be an Avenger. The X-Men might not be members of the Avengers anymore. I don't know what's going to happen, and I love it. Yeah, I think it was cool to see... Sorry, Josie. Um, it's okay. The, uh, you got to see a little bit of the Red Hawk, because he was General Ross at one point, so he's kind of got that leadership ability on the battlefield, so... He's kind of like hustles all the Avengers into place when uh, it's go time on the helicarrier, and uh, and the uh, the f- and it was a nice tie-in because it was flashback, but it was there was meat to the story that that definitely mattered and and was entertaining to read, and not have not be completely pointless to AVX, and and you don't need to read it if you're only reading the main title. Absolutely, good stuff. Hmm. And reading it, I forgot. That the Red Hulk might be the only character who doesn't have like a personal interest in this story. Mm-hmm. Throughout his little pep talk, when the Avengers are go go go, it's like remember, don't think of it as fighting a friend, don't think of it as fighting an X Man, think of it as saving the universe. And if they can take you down, they will. So it was good. I think the only the only problem I had, and I mean I love Bendis on the Avengers. It's going to be sad to see him go. Is every time I kind of revisit Bendis on the new Avengers. And I have different stories for each of his Avengers titles. Every time I seem to revisit New Avengers, it's always Luke and Jessica having some sort of problem, and that could and be they, every issue and they for have all a baby. of them. Yeah, and they, yeah, and, and it's always and it's over the baby and and stuff like that. And I don't know. That's just an observation. I don't know if I hate it quite a lot, but strong word. 
Yeah, I just every t- it just seems like every time I read a new Avengers here and there, it's always Luke and mm-hmm. Jessica talking about it. babies. It's fact. I believe it's it. true. Yeah, they've got the most to do because they don't have their own solo book, so he can mess with them. I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, that's true. You hated it, Slim. But moving, uh, on. moving on. I don't want to get too negative. You know, <laughs> I don't want to get negative and talk about how Hulk is a stupid character. Okay. And nobody wants to read him barking orders. But you're a father now. Nobody wants to hear me say it. You know how it is when work and kids try to collide. Danger Club. What are you talking about right now? Danger Club. You heard about this? Have you seen this? Nope. Superheroes. You know? Big force of evil. They leave Earth to go fight. All of them. All the superheroes. Leave their sidekicks behind. Whoa. Trouble is, they don't come back. Sidekicks are left on the planet to themselves, you know. So they, uh, they're they're getting a little antsy. They These form kids. a club. They're getting a little antsy. There's like a little fight club happening. There's this character, uh, who's kind of the boss. You know, he's like uh, leading them, giving speeches, like uh, the kid Malachi from Children of the Corn. But a lot of references to that in the last couple of days. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so, but there's these other sidekicks that are, you know, ready to overthrow him because he's a douche. Just like Malachi. Just like Malachi. And uh, they make their move and they say, you know what, we gotta, we gotta get, it, get done with this. You know, if you want to help us save the world, you know, dish this clown. And uh, some stuff's about to go down, Brozov. So now these sidekicks are, you know, okay. Some stuff's about to change. We got to see what's up here. So now these sidekicks are the only remaining heroes on Earth. These kids, hmm. and uh, it's an interesting little book. Yeah. Wow, go check it out. Publisher on this is, uh, I think it's Image. Not a shock there. Not a shock there. Not a shock. What is it? Is it a mini one shot ongoing? Uh, it's an ongoing, as far as I can tell. Very. I got, I was uh, apprehensive because it got a definite. Uh, what's the book we read from? Is it Mark Andrew Smith? Oh, Gladstones. Glad I got a Gladstones vibe just from reading uh, like bits and pieces about it, but everyone was raving about it, so I grabbed it. And there you go. It's worth it. You grabbed it. Fact. Tweet that. No Rolk in this book. I'll tell you that much right now. That's a red hole for their listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Dale underscore A. Newsman. Mike Wallace of Paper Keg. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm sliding into that right. role quite mm-hmm. well. What what's happening in your world right now? The Fantastic Four, number six hundred and five. It's on my goddamn list. Is it? Yeah, it is. It's on mine too. <laughs> Good pick. Who who knew it? Everybody read Fantastic Four. I, I what are the I'm chances? Gonna, what are the chances? I think I'm going to change the game by reading a Fantastic <laughs> Four book, and everybody else has. <laughs> I certainly didn't read it. What is uh, what's happening right Fantastic now? Fantastic Four is is a six oh five is just a beautiful one shot of um, Reed Richards and his father. Nathaniel Richards, and um, what they basically have done is uh, build a, a, a observation platform that can travel through time. And what they want to do is head into the future because uh, it's sort of like a f- maybe a father and son kind of bonding exploratory mission. That's how father and sons bond. Yeah, I can't wait to do it with Grayson. Yeah. Um, and uh, and and the reason they're doing this is because Nathaniel, uh, Valerie, Valeria. Valeria and Franklin. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, they they successfully rewritten the future. So they're celebrating. Kids. You know, there's going to be repercussions somewhere down the road. Mm-hmm. But um, so Reed and Nathaniel head on into the future. A thousand years into the future, they appear, poof, New York City. Who do they see? Who? They see Benjamin Grimm. A thousand the years. The thing with, uh, with Franklin Richards. And they do a little bit of uh, research, and they find out that the Fantastic Four is still going strong. There's the Baxter buildings now, multiple buildings. And uh, and they say that research has shown as in the past, uh, membership of the Fantastic Four has kind of changed, but there's always been two static members, Ben Grimm, the Thing, and Franklin Richards. They've always kind of been the two of the Fantastic Four. And uh, Reed kind of realizes that in past issues a couple years ago um, – what the kids have done is made a serum for the thing to be able to turn into back into a human once a week, one for one week out of the year, every year. And what uh, Reed is piecing together is that the thing is only aging during this week. 
he doesn't age the rest of the year when he's a rock. Mm. Um, so he's still alive a thousand years into the future. And uh, so they skip ahead another thousand years in the future. It's 4,012 now. And uh, the thing has got like a little kind of goatee going on. And he's given like a commencement speech at some sort of fantastic four school for the future foundation, which is still alive oh, yeah. and kicking 2,000 years from in right. the future. So they're, they're like looking at this thing. Wow. Mm-hmm. The thing is still there. He's, he mentions how Franklin's off fighting some war. He's, I think he's doing something with Galactus side by side. They skip another thousand years into the future, 5,012. And uh, the thing is there in these little water gardens. He's kind of speaking to himself, but he's speaking to the uh, three graves of the three other founding members of the Fantastic Four. Mr. Fantastic, Sue, and Johnny Storm. Mm-hmm. And he's just having out with them, kind of like you would see or uh, somebody would go visit their father deceased in uh, in a cemetery. And they're just, you know, kind of kind of thinking to themselves, right. monologuing. And uh, skip another thousand years, 6,012, and you see Franklin Richards there and uh, Thing in his final resting place. Mm. And uh, Franklin's just like, I'm going to miss you, Uncle Ben. We had a great time, you know, and Reed finally, it, it's beautiful because Reed and Nathaniel come back to the present and he, Reed immediately goes and, and just pops open a beer with Ben. Great, great stuff. I mean, it is just beautiful. And he doesn't tell, I mean, he obviously doesn't tell Ben anything, but uh, Ben and uh, I think Franklin are getting ready to watch a boxing match and Ben's like, you really want to stay here for this, Reed? You're welcome. I mean, you don't have to. And, and Reed's like, no, I want to be here with you right now or something, you know, mm-hmm. not as poetic but right. uh and uh ben's like i missed you too stretch and that was it i mean it was beautiful it was such it a beautiful was a great, story great little one issue fantastic i got, I got like little chills yeah read, i loved it read it read this issue if you're it, not going to read any fantastic four do this do this issue yeah, together please. as a family please yeah. it was it was just absolutely beautiful it's about that time isn't it's one it? of those moments where very rarely on the show, somebody describes an issue, and we're so wrapped that we all just sit quietly and listen to someone tell the story. I it's know. Good. I just wish, like, I, and it sucks because I wish I could comprehend all Fantastic Four no. issues equally as well. You need to get the hardcovers once he's done. I do need to get the hardcovers. And then it'll be broke. You'll be the poor house. Get the cliff notes. You can get the uh, hardcovers to build your own new house that you'll be living on the streets in. <laughs> we need to get in the lightning round right so now. I'm keeping it real. Lightning round is two sentences or less, you know? A book we're reading that we just don't have the time to talk about. Two sentences or less, describe a book right now, Jonesy. Smallville, season 11, issue one. I wish Kal-El would circle the earth and turn back time so I can get the money back that I spent on this issue. (laughs) Oh boy. Oh boy. Marvel 1602 by Neil Gaiman and Andy Kubert. It's a big deal. Stars all of the characters in the Marvel Universe in the year 1602 and Queen Elizabeth era. Had every reason in the world to hate this book and was pleasantly surprised. No worry. Captain America Heroes Reborn. The 90s, Rob Liefeld, Jeff Loeb, the 90s, everybody. (laughs) Dale underscore A. The Grand Duke, digital exclusive from Archaea Press. Wolf, a Nazi pilot in the German Luftwaffe. At odds with certain beliefs and mannerisms of his fellow Nazi pilots. The art of the aircraft in the HD format is amazing. CMX HD. Check it out. Dash. Dash. <laughs> what a lightning round. The sixth gun from Oni Press. You ever heard about this before we uh, decided to do this as a book club, Mark Farrington? Not a thing. Not a thing. Went into it fresh. 
Who wants to uh, explain what this book is about? Uh, it's always Jonesy. So, Jonesy, why don't you explain? All right. The Sixth, Sixth Gun. Why, Sixth sh- Gun. why should these people care about it? Sixth Gun, Volume 1, um, follows the tale of a couple main characters. Uh, Drake Sinclair, a kind of ruined bad reputation gunman. And Becky, a fiery little redhead caught up in this adventure story. And the characters are swept in this great occult story that is set after the end of the Civil War. <laughs> My music is really distracting right now, so, but I'll, I'll power through it. So um, the Sixth Gun tells the tale of Drake and Becky, and Becky takes the, the titular gun off the corpse of her grandfather. And the six gun is one of six guns that give the bearer supernatural powers. One uh, makes the wearer immortal. One makes it be able to uh, cause hellfire. One uh, able to make any shell blast like a cannon. Um, one can summon an army of the dead that it's killed. And um, what's the fifth one? I can't remember. Of course, that's the one I can't remember. But the six gun gives the uh, the power to see the past, present, and future. Mm-hmm. And it also, in later volumes, to find out the gun has a couple other capabilities that you don't see in this Spoilers. first volume. Spoilers. I won't spoil it for anybody. A one burned with like acid or something. Yeah. Thank you, Dan, okay. for that. Thank you. I so, read it. I read it <clears throat> the journey of Drake and Becky takes them um, in the path of this general... Hume, who was a Confederate general, who dies, but he is so angry, his spirit is so angry, he comes back from the dead as this cursed general, and he gives these five guns to his um, captains, his Confederate captains, who serve him as these mutated, uh, death-like creatures, because anybody who carries the guns eventually succumbs to the curse. Mm -hmm. So the six volumes are about the reader discovering the origin of the guns. You see that they've been around for a long time. They haven't always been guns. There's a panel where you find out their uh, swords for the Knights oh, yeah, Tem- Templar. Cool. And then even before that, they were clubs around the first men with mm-hmm. just uh, rocks with the carvings on them. Yeah, that's hardcore. So um, it, it's... And then it, of course, ends with a showdown at this um, this treasure mound called the Maw, which is all of the general's occult treasure and things he's collected over time, and the only way to open it is to have all six guns at the same time. So, without there's so many details and small things that happen in these six issues, it's hard to give it in one um, general overview, but if you like things like, uh, like real serious... Uh, universe like the Gunslinger from Dark Tower, if you like, um, even like I would say the Joss Whedon universe, even though this is a lot more serious, or if you like these great um, mythology deep series, this is right up your alley. Uh, I thought from the first scene where Drake tricks the uh, the dead bodies on the tree and the telling them where to go after the pistols to the last scene where you know that he's got one now and he's going to be taking up the cause from first page to last page, these six issues are, are some of the best action-adventure mystery comics that you can buy right now. Fact. That's a fact. Brian Hurt on art. Glorious. Everything about his art in this book I loved. Every second of it. So many great panels. The, uh... He gives a... There's a Chris Somney vibe that I get from his stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a little cleaner. The uh, it's just so many gorgeous panels of them riding horses through like the countryside, and there's just like the way the panels are cut so that it. I mean, I was double clicking in guided view just to see the panel with the white background. Uh, just everything gorgeous about it. Everything about his art is fantastic. You know, why is this guy flying under my radar? You know, everyone else. I think Six Gun is now getting its due. Yeah. Um, I, I think, first heard about it during the comics. I was just saying. Couple months ago, yeah, maybe December. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. too long ago. I think he does other things with so. Colin. Does he? The writer, I think so. I saw an ad for another book that, that maybe they did. Was at the end of uh, each yeah, issue. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Um. 
every issue had the rare um the rare quality of me like quickly going to the next issue to like keep reading mm-hmm. um uh, the 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 like you would it's it had the weird portion of like you know that there's more like as you're reading there's you get the impression that there's a ton more backstory than is being let on but it's not annoying that they're not telling you like it's not obvious that like oh well there's other stuff I'm not telling you and maybe you'll find out later but it was just like blatant like there's got to be more to this than they're letting on and it was enjoyable that there was still stuff that I didn't know yet yeah Mm -hmm. Um, but the first six issues just a great story it was like a movie you know it could be it could be a movie just like the the way that the issues led up to an ending and I was I was I'm very curious to how the rest of the series goes it I'm I'm caught up to issue 17 I think there's only maybe 20 that are total that are out mm-hmm. but by issue 17 you're so far from the first six issues you wonder how you got there but then if you were to reread it you're like you're glad you're on that journey and what what I like about the sixth gun is it's not afraid to reinvent itself and it's also not afraid to to drop those things you were saying about like when I saw the panel where you see the seven knights or the six knights walking through mm-hmm. and the pummel stones of their sword are the handles of yeah. the, the six guns I was like oh, oh uh, Tell is he gonna story. get what's gonna happen but then he does it it's just like a little pepper on the eggs and mm-hmm. you're, you're left wanting more it's pretty good there, there was a lot of points where they could easily do a six gun miniseries of just maybe like the knights yeah. or you know the whatever other uh, time frame they showed or like present day even you know yeah, yeah. Mark Farrington I want to hear what you thought of the six gun I think everything you said about the book is true uh, especially love the art Having said that, oh, oh, drink, uh, keeping it real. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> not Forgot enough about Superman. That one. <laughs> <laughs> or Jeff Batman. Johns didn't write it. Nah, that's not my boy no more. <laughs> <laughs> Having said that, everything about this book, it was when was it taking place after the Civil War? Yeah, I, I think with easily the decade after the Civil War. Yeah. The two main components about the book are some of my biggest turnoffs in fiction. Fun. Period history. Period history. <laughs> and characters that aren't superheroes. The occult. And oh, westerns. Okay. The occult is hard for me to get into. I hated Back to the Future 3 because it had cowboys in it. Yeah, that Seriously? was the worst. That was the worst of yes. them all. I don't think I've ever best. watched Back to the Future 3. It's terrible. I can't take a shot at this book. Structurally, it was good. And I read it gun to my head, truth be told. And I'm glad I did. I enjoyed it. The but it's gun to your head? hi <laughs> <laughs> Having said that, it was hard for me to get drawn into it because it had the occult in a period piece. That was tough for me. Hmm. What if Batman went back in time after six guns and the occult was after him? I don't, think, that I don't think the period, Bruce Wayne. the period piece was that huge of a contingent outside of the Confederacy, Confederacy stuff. And he was like a general or yeah. and there rode horses. I don't know. It didn't feel like because I don't like that stuff either. But I felt like it wasn't as big of a component of it as uh, as maybe you say, it, yeah. or maybe you feel it was. There was, you're absolutely right. It was more used as a backdrop, so I was able to power on through it. Mm-hmm. But I wish that I found a hook in there that really drew me in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I might like it a little bit you. more if I read further into the series. But for this, truth be told, I read it to talk about it. I think, I mean, I just loved this book. I'm so glad... I, you know what I really loved about it? I mean, you look you look down, there's 20 issues, like Jonesy says or whatever. I, I'm afraid I don't know the, the true okay. number of issues. But, right. uh, I mean, they could have easily kind of like drug this out. The whole story could have been about General Oleander Hume and his, and his henchmen. Like, they could have just made kind of like a mini story within this story for the first arc, but... The whole first arc was about General Hume and his and his uh, henchmen and his wife, and how Drake Sinclair and Rebecca, and uh, and what was his name, Bill John O'Henry. Bill John. Every time a, a name came across in here, a new name, I would read it like Kenneth Branagh and Wild Wild West. <laughs> <laughs> I would like go totally off, but it but it it worked because I mean it just out of this garden. It it kind of just felt like historically accurate or something like and, and that. And it 
like you were saying, Slim, it, that doesn't really matter because this story could have taken place anywhere. But when it was Western related or, you know, post Civil War, it just felt like everything about the set pieces were right. Mm-hmm. Like the down to the, uh, I forget, Hedgepeth. The uh, the guy with the gun who could raise the army, yeah. like his his huge mutton chops on his on yeah. his face, and like the ascots that were wearing, and and the Irishman who uh, Bill John, I mean, it, it just felt so like I, I don't know. It felt like you were. It was kind of like a a wild wild westy vibe because they were taking chances on these, like the Irishman and the in it and the uh, and the folks that mm-hmm. have have been living in the mall, yeah, since it's been shut down as a prison or whatever. I mean, I just really love this whole book, and I'm and it was like a self-contained story. They could have easily stopped it, and you know, and did like a dark horse kind of thing where oh, they, where they did like six issues, the six gun, and then called it a different. Yeah, yeah, yeah like in like number six in a series, number seven in a series. But yeah. I mean, but it's cool. Like I can't wait to read more of this because it is really quite good. I'm I'm curious to see because what Drake Sinclair has five guns now. Mm-hmm. Does he have all five guns? And then Rebecca still has the one. And Drake Sinclair is not completely an honest man. I He's mean, not, not even close. So, not at you know, all. Should I spoil who he really no. is? No. No. I don't, no. Jesus. Whoa. He's Jesus, isn't he? Yeah. Reborn. <laughs> Dr- <laughs> I mean, we find out in issue three, so <laughs> I guess it's not that much of a spoiler. Wait. So you're not he's, he's, you're not trolling? He's me right literally now? No, the not devil. Trolling. No. He, Oh yeah, yeah. I said yeah. Jesus, and then you said yes. I thought, yeah. Oh, I thought <laughs> yeah. we were. I thought we were reverse trolling the audience. <laughs> See, you got me so caught up. And too I think, much happening. I right think now. there's a panel where he says, "Like I'm the, I not the devil, but I do some of his work or something like that." Yeah, that was. In He's Gabriel. Too. Is he yeah. Gabriel? Yeah, from uh, the prophecy. It's actually a preview. One of the greatest movies ever produced by humans. But uh, what a fantastic! I mean, the, and the six issues they read fast, and and like you said. Uh, Slimmy, the uh, the art was fantastic. Fantastic. I mean, the, uh, the Hurt co- and the, the colorist too. If Hurt did the colors, yeah, I think he did. Oh, yeah, he, look, he did letters illustrated too. and lettered. So I think Brian Hurt. I tried to find a a coloring credit, but I guess he did all that. Stunning. It's great. I mean, the the colors used and the 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 costumes and I, I don't know. And Colin Bunn. I mean, I I don't think I've ever read anything from a, from him before either. And I'm just. Tickled, I'm just you're amazed. You're tickled pink. I, I can I see mean, it. I mean, I love me a good Western. I don't read it as much as I should, and I'm probably the only only exposed to what, uh, what is it? Jonah Hex. Jonah Hex. You know, and that's that'll only take you so far. So it's good to read something a little different and uh, to, to really keep you interested yeah. in the time period. I love the time period, like Tombstone. I mean, as soon as Tombstone started coming out, one of the greatest did, movies great, I've ever seen. Tombstone. Great movie. Tombstone. If that's on when I had cable, if that was on TNT, I don't care how many curses were edited out. I would sit and watch it mm-hmm. every yeah, time. I've watched that uh, Doc Holiday Latin duel mm-hmm. with a little tin cup on YouTube. I'm supposed to burn out that video. Oh, God. I just realized that I lost that DVD. You did? That's the saddest thing I've ever Moment realized. of silence, folks. Is that on uh, Xbox? It's gotta no, be. it's not. It's, it's not be. on Xbox Live? Oh, it's not on Netflix. It might be Dubai? on Xbox. It might be. Might buy that digital might be on the streaming, you know? The Zoom Marketplace. Maybe Colin Bunn or Brian Hurt would know. If you guys know, please email us, uh, Colin Bunn at papercake.com. R.E. Tombstone, Xbox Live. We... Fantastic book. Read. Please yeah. read this book. Support these guys. I will note, this is the first book club I've suggested <laughs> that we've all generally liked. <laughs> it right. It took 54 it? episodes. Yep. Wow. My first true. one was The Authority, Mark. <laughs> Did uh, you do... Broken clock is oh, right. never mind. I can't even remember the name of it. Okay. Scalped? Was that you? No, no, I was not uh, affiliated with that Lo- episode. <laughs> 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 the book that almost tore the show apart. Love that book. Everyone is a huge dummy for before we even got under got serious, it uh, almost broke apart. Uh, <laughs> I don't think there's ever been a book club. We'll save it save it for the uh fireside. for the fireside. We have to move on is what we need to do. We got your letters. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna open them up. Farrington's gonna read them to you. We get letters every week, every day, and we pick out the best ones to read on the show. You know, we get just hundreds. So I'm starting with the short ones today. Letters at papercake.com. First one up coming to us from Stephen A. saying, Guys, how about this Hawkeye series? 
Anybody care about fraction stuff on the show? You don't mention him all that much. I, I have. I don't know. I seem to always have a problem with fraction. Maybe it's because I try to read Casanova or, or something. But and uh, your brain melted. Yeah, yeah. It's basically what it is. I know. I, I don't read Thor and um, Iron Man. I think I've tried to read, but uh, I don't know. Like I just fraction. I just can't. I'm not hot, yet. I'm hot and cold with fraction. Uh, Thor, I couldn't drop fast enough. I started reading Iron Man all the way when he first started, and it's at the top of my pulling list every month. Did he write uh, the Invincible Iron Man launch where he fought uh, Stain and he had his own suit? Yes, he did, and then that led into him getting Tony Stark getting kicked out of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay, I like that one. Those were good runs. With that Sal LaRocca on art. That was good. That was the last thing I think I've ever read outside of Defenders number one, which... Which maybe want to throw my iPad across the room. And then his Uncanny <laughs> X-Men, we argue whether or not that's bad or embarrassingly bad. Is that when they went to yes, San Francisco? Yes, it is. They well, lost me when that happened. That, I have uh, I don't think I've ever been on a title when Fraction was on it. Like I go through like weird phases with Marvel where I'll get hot on a character or a title. Like when Jason Aaron was a Wolverine, you know, I, I think I've talked about his Wolverine Weapon X a million times on this show. And then I'll get hot on Uncanny for a while. I just, I don't think me and Fraction ever matched up. Maybe on the fireside, someone will remind me to talk about the current Wolverine run. Okay, that's out right now. I'll remember. But um, I, I, that said, I'm hearing good things about the Defenders. So, who was telling you good things about the Defenders? Tell me right now and look at my eyes. Who was telling you? I want to know. He's hearing good Two people. Things. I'm hearing good things. Uh, Mandy Boo tweeted it. Outside of Mandy Boo, does that take away and one? Don Garvey on the Twitter. Don Garvey is Don banned Garvey. from. We're not <laughs> never allowed to say his name on the show ever again. The not defenders. even get me the Garveys because that reversed to him <laughs> and his brother. I don't understand. I this book just can get it because it doesn't have Rolk in it. <laughs> no, isn't Hulk in it? Regular Hulk. Yeah, regular in Hulk is in it. I just the stuff at the bottom of the pages took me out of it. Red the, the weird in little it. ads, or they're not. Wait, ads, there's a Red like, She-Hulk. Yeah, it's um Betty. Get the F, buddy. She-Rolk. Shrulk. Do we get any other letters? Get agitated talking about Defenders. Oh yeah, one coming from a at Jacob underscore Beaumont. There he is. J-Bo. Turns out he had moved from Kansas to Vegas. Kind of left comics for a little bit. Finally managed to get his way back into a comic book shop. And first thing he picks up is AVX. And to quote him, he is sorely disappointed. Oh, Ooh, no. Jacob. Going to Jacob's letter, he's saying, let's set aside the thinly veiled reason for these two fractions to fight and the crappy pacing and talk about the lazy art. Page 9, panel 4, did they pay me to draw the faces on Thor and Miss Marvel? Again in the fourth panel on page wow. 14. Consistently throughout this book, the That's art page just isn't what I would expect for the next big Marvel event, quote-unquote. Got to assume that these pages are being penciled in a sweatshop or maybe a retirement home. <laughs> I'm going to assume at some point you guys already talked about this book during the episode. Assuming you didn't touch on the lazy artwork, I'd appreciate your guys' thoughts on the uncharacteristic lack of quality art on this project. To whoever has ever challenged us and thinks we screen letters, you now know that we do not. Right. Is J-Bo, is he J-M-M-C on the Twitter? No, J-Bo, no? this is Jacob underscore Beaumont. Yeah, that, uh, remember he makes fun of you a lot. Oh, that's why I, I, I guys, you super probably I love him. <laughs> I, I think it's great. Um, I do want to <coughs> maybe talk about how if Kenneth Branagh on Wild Wild West said Jacob Beaumont, yeah, Mr. Or, or Jacob of Beaumont, like that. I think I want to. I d- have just now discovered why I don't think he likes AVX number one, and why uh, heroic age JR JR was so magnificent. Tell me. Klaus Jansen inked Heroic Age Avengers. Oh. Scott Hanna does AVX inks. So you think it's more a color issue? You think it's coloring? Is that what you think? No, is inks. It? Did I say coloring? I, I, mean, I mean inks, yeah. Uh, Klaus, Jans- Klaus Jansen is the most recognized color, uh, inker, inker in the no. biz. Who's Scott Hanna? Who knows? Scott Hanna? He's I a regular with I saw that movie, Hanna. Are you listening to me speak right now? No, no, no. So you're misunderstanding right now. I know. Never mind. I'm getting trolled for something I didn't do. (laughs) (laughs) What I'm saying is I think it's the inker that is – because I noticed something different on JR's art in this book compared to Heroic Age, which I said was like the greatest thing he's ever done. And it's a different inker. 
He's hit or miss. I mean, there are even times when he's consistently penciling a series where his art isn't as good as the previous issue, or it's better the next issue. And I can never put my no. finger on why. You can never, when, when Klaus inks someone, I can literally tell if it's his inking. He's that recognizable. He like literally. He's like not even just an inker. He like is almost doing like pseudo break like finishes on the art. Can inks make or break a title for you? Yes. I can't see. Him I like stopped. That. Uh, no, that was the artist change. Never mind. But he's just recognizable. Is what I'm saying. Okay. All right, Klaus. Arm wrestle you right now, Dale. Jonesy, either of you guys have an opinion on JRJR's art in AVX? Uh, I thought it was serviceable. I, I But the only panels that I really enjoyed were when Scott finally walks down to the water's edge and just that uh, panel of, uh, you see the back of Cap's silhouette as he kind of stares at the water. That was the only thing that blew me away about this book. Not saying that, that I didn't, uh, to be honest, uh, J-Bo, I didn't uh, scrutinize the art that that quickly because the story was just so well paced I was kind of like motoring through it but uh yeah, yeah I, I, I thought the last third of the book was pretty are you doing my are you acapella my my music right now <laughs> I think that's what it was for me Josie too yeah. I just I, I mean I enjoyed the story so much and it's JRJR like I, I just glance and I know it's JRJR so it's like I'm, I'm comfortable in his warm embrace so I don't well, need to J-Bo is in Vegas now so we can only assume he's under some kind of drug addiction effect. He's heavily sedated on narcotics. He's probably handing out little porn cards, like little clappers. Yeah. Technically, he's, he's a West Coast up. guy now, so he's probably making fun of us on PKW. Oh, Evans. <laughs> he's Skyped in four times already. Evans to <laughs> Betsy. Was that the last uh, letter for this week? Yeah, we got to wrap it up this what week. What a show. What a show, PK54. Good show. Jonesy was all over the place. God, I love <laughs> Me? <laughs> I wish. Remember when J-Bo emailed in and you just lost it? You were out of hand. No, that was the guy from like the first couple of uh, episodes. What was his name? Yeah, your arch nemesis. I'll think, I'll think of it one day. Ralph, Ralphie, Ralph Mouth. Maybe Ralph. Might be Ralph. Next week, Baltimore, the curse bells. Mm-hmm. You read my tweet. You know how I feel. <laughs> you know the only thing that could have been <laughs> this show better because it was good. Bless Jonesy. I missed the slim intro. Will we ever see it again? I don't know. I ran out of, of slims. <laughs> if you didn't, do it, this, you didn't do it this episode? No, no, you never pay attention. You're the only one that never pays attention. <laughs> I heard you say the episode was 44. Yeah, I did mess that up. But, you know, that's because uh, we don't edit. We'll be back next week. Maybe some free comic book day. Nears. We'll see everybody next week. Bye. Last word. So uh, Wolverine, let's talk about it. Oh, the the current, current run. run of Jason Aaron's last uh, run. Yes, garbage. Really, it's terrible. You didn't like the Return to Japan arc? I can't read any of it. There's nine artists every issue. Yeah. They're doing that goofy double shipping thing. So they have literally like, let me pull up Wolverine right now in the comics app here. Pull it up. See how many artist credits is included. You're blowing my mind because I thought Jason Aaron could do no wrong in your eyes. Well, not when you have, like, I'm not even bull-essing you. There's five artist credits because they do this weird thing where, I don't know if he structures it different because he knows there's so many new, there's so many artist changes, but each issue is, like, divided up into chapters, so every three pages it says, like, chapter 15, and it's a different artist. Oh, that sucks. Um, Hold on, I'm pulling it up now. Volume four. Oh Christ! So many different volumes. I don't even know which I, one um, it is. I definitely thought he was phoning it in, though. I kind of think he maybe he got the Avengers gig. You think he got the Avengers gig? Or um, no, I'm sorry, he got his other gig, uh, X Men gig, while he was wrapping up Wolverine. So I kind of feel like 
he fizzled out instead of, you know, what is went out with a bang. 304, I think. That's the latest one, yeah, 304. God. It's just, there's just... Well, the Marvel naming, it's volume four in our app, and then they change the numbering from, like, 16, and then it jumps to 303, but okay. it's the same volume. Well, How are new readers ever going to figure out what they want to read from Wolverine? true. Because one day we need to do a Wolverine book club book. Yeah. Right, here we go. Um, Wolverine's weird though because it was like volume four, but then when Enemy of the State started, it's like it stopped. That's being a different one, yeah. It stopped getting numbered or something. Art it? by Daniel Acuna, Steve Dillon, Ron Garney, Renato Guedes, uh, and then Mike Perkins, Stephen Sanders, Jeff DePaulo. Jeez Louise! I mean, what? Get get out of here with this baloney! Ships comes out every two weeks, and I can't. I don't know what's happening. But if uh, the 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 current run finally just ended, and I think that's the last. I don't know if it's his last issue, but it ended in a way that would be kind of fitting. Have you heard who's following up with them, though? Yeah, I don't remember what the art the writer's name is, though. Jeff Lone Loeb, excuse me, and Simon Bianchi. Oh yeah, they're doing a follow up to the the, the return the, of Sar- Sabretooth. That junk that he did previously, where Sabretooth got his head cut off, and they said that Wolverine and Sabretooth were like descendants of Wolf. Wolverine people, yep, animal people, get out of here. Animal Junk. people. It's almost as bad as Daniel Way after Volume One of uh, Wolverine Origins. Yeah. You know, why do I have to bring that up? Ron, Sorry, Romulus, Romulus, Romulus. Ron Garney also did that Fantastic Four issue, mm-hmm. and I remember the only thing I remember from you is when you say Ron Garney. So I couldn't remember if you liked Ron Garney or not. <laughs> I say that Ron Garney. Ron Garney. Yeah, yeah. That, I couldn't he, remember if you said he was complete. I do trash. like. No, I like Ron Garney. He did Wolverine Weapon X, Ultimate Captain America. Uh huh. That was good. Some of his art gets a little dirty. Like it's like I don't want to say sloppy, but it gets kind of. It, it kind of looks unfinished or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, and it's like his style. Like he just leaves random lines in. Or it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember the first stuff. I remember. Even not the first stuff, but when uh, Uncanny X-Men... Remember the era where they did those Nuff Said issues? Yeah, that was <laughs> 2001, too. Right they, around uh, there. Ron Garney did... He took over Uncanny X-Men, and they wore like these new outfits that weren't quite the leather outfits, but they were like movie outfits. That was during the Chuck Austin era. Uh-huh. And then Banshee had his own team, the X-Corps. Yep. Oh wow! And he had like X Men suits, but they were they had red lining, not blue. Nobody talks about that era anymore. I enjoyed that stuff. You know, isn't that I when you fell being... off? No, I fell off when they went to San Francisco. Oh, okay. Fraction came on. So Actually, you were, you were holding on there for I literally years. I stopped collecting at that era. I didn't even want to buy them. I Spider Man I bought for a while and didn't read. I would just put them in my long box. The um. Uh, oh, I was packing and I found one of those Brubaker fraction because for a while they they both wrote it. Right, and then Brubaker just kind of gracefully bowed out, and nobody uh-huh. even noticed. And uh, yeah, it was the cover where Cyclops is wearing like a seventies clothes. Like there was those period ep- issues where they went like like time traveled into the seventies. I remember that. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah, yeah I'm an adult. I don't need that. Get out of here right now. You know what? Can I be real with you? Do it. This fireside chat. Went in the totally opposite direction I thought it was going to go. Yeah? How did you think it was going to go? I thought we were going to talk about our most heated book club moments. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> what, what Was that on the list? We started talking about Scalped. Oh, then... yeah. Scalped. We got to talk about Scalped. Yeah, it was, we well, that was yeah. us three in uh, D-Sale at David. Well, yeah. Jonesy wasn't here. That's why. He... Did you ever read Scalped after that? or? No, I, I believe I tweeted several times that I didn't want to get involved in that. Yeah, to tweet his hand to off. make it know that you did not want to read it. No, after the it tore the audience right in twain. It's <laughs> it really did. We got some heat for that one. Uh, it's ending, so now might be a good time to jump in. That's right. And read it as a whole. Would it have any issues? Is it okay? Fifty-eight. I want to say, give or take. Get the intern on. It. When Aaron plotted it out, did he say it was going to have an ultimate end, or is this, he's getting canceled? So he's wrapping it up. The interviews I've read with him, he said he had an end in mind, but I don't remember him saying this will go X amount of issues. I don't know. The only uh, I wonder if it has anything to do with him getting like locked up with Marvel. Could be, or it was just a fitting time. Maybe he had an ending, and it was his last book, non-Marvel book, or something. I don't know. know. The only 
two comics I ever seen done that right, like a forty, fifty, sixty issue run was Preacher and uh Why the Last Man. Why the Last Man. And uh I won't even say the other title, it was only twenty eight issues, but what's that? The title that shall not be named anymore on the show. Due to its polarizing effect on everybody involved. The sword? No. It's <laughs> planetary. Uh, uh, embargo. Sword was great. How do we refer to that series? The series that shall not be named on yeah. the show. Who didn't, like, who didn't like the sword? Is that you? No, I loved it. Uh, yeah. I Dave, didn't like it. Dave didn't like it either, I think. Why Dave recommended like it to us. I don't he remember. Loved it. It you didn't like the art? The art was like Beavis and Butthead art. Like every tooth was individually drawn and... I don't know. It's like I don't. I don't see what these Luna guys are all about. But it did have a Mike Judge feel. Like everybody's yeah. hands look like no. they had Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. Mm, no, not true. No, he's right I, about I, that. I thought the sword. I thought the story made up for it. I loved and, it. Yeah. I read and it all. A, and the problem I had, I, I and I know it's. It all comes back around. I guess when you read the whole series, but if you're just reading the first volume, it's it seems so blatant that it's kind of just. There's nothing to hook me to keep me. Oh, they're like, oh, well, you got to keep reading because there's a reason for it that it was so explains it. Like I, I I'm reading like the first volume. I, I don't. Way. I'm not going to continue reading just so I can get some payoff if if the first arc doesn't who's do it tell, for me. Who's telling? Look me in the eyes. Who's telling you those things that you got to keep reading? Who's telling you? <laughs> is this your new thing? Is this I the know. New, uh, is this uh, the new name five? Nah. <laughs> Patrick Titus told me that. Uh, but he liked, he liked it to begin with, so he could keep reading. Patrick Titus knows his stuff. That's like when people recommend a movie. You say, I hate that movie. You just got to watch it three more times. No. If I didn't like it the first time, I'm not going to waste three more times yeah, viewing it. Yeah, exactly. Anchorman, I'm talking about you. All right. Don't, you don't have to say that about Anchorman. It's How? inappropriate. I mean, did you're, you not? Did, did you not I see just, the the bonus features? I, did you not see the the extra DVD? With I want to mark God? this moment. Slim is talking to me about restraint. Lecture. Write this moment down. You should restrain yourself. I always look up on YouTube the uh, when they're all driving in the car, and <laughs> he talks about how he's in love with them, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's all uncomfortable for everybody. It's like five minutes. We should move the... to Vermont and adopt. <laughs> I love that. Uh, okay. I love that deleted scene. I that, just, I would love to be on the movie set with those guys. Mark that, is just shaking his head in fury. Right that's now. that scene. I brought this on myself. That scene and when they get lost in the mountains, literally makes me weep laughing every time I see it. One of the funniest things ever made. Absolutely. I'll never know. Why don't you like Anchorman? It wasn't funny. It's because we we all know the real reason, Mark. Will be honest. Be honest. With, it's the Friends reason. It's the Star Wars reason. <laughs> Right. You can't name one the black Seinfeld, guy in that movie. The Seinfeld, the Seinfeld reason. reason. <laughs> I just hate Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, Anchorman. They're making a second one. Did you hear about that? Yeah, I heard about that. Let's go see it together. We'll hold hands. I'll send the girlfriend. We'll lock arms. You and Caroline can go enjoy right. that. You want to you plug a free comic book day? I mean, sure. we're going to be there. We, we will be there. Sneak peek into a letter from next week. We may or may not have a letter from a listener who wants to know who's going. Final mm-hmm. roster. Oof. Final Free comic book day roster. That's what he wants you, to know. You'll probably have to come to free comic book day to figure that out. Yeah, I mean, but, we, we don't even know. We know of at least three people that will be there. Don Garvey, two of which are hosts on the show, <laughs> <laughs> and Don Garvey. Uh, he's banned from the show. I'm not sure if you realize that. Yeah, but you can still say "get me the Garveys." No, I never okayed that. Oh no, don't, I thought I don't maybe know why I just glossed over that. that. <laughs> that guy and that comic book series, both things. Pa- paper cake disassembled is returned. Now. <laughs> we need a wiki of all the things that are either no longer mentionable or banned from the show. Didn't uh, Panooch go back and listen to all the Panooch. episodes? We should have had him. Like I would have paid him some money to just document some notables. Yeah, hang on, I'll tell you what. Panooch, if you're listening to the Fireside Chat, <laughs> I will purchase you one case of beer of your choice for doing the uh, paper cake wiki. Are or or a drinking game. Are we trying to make Panooch the new show intern? <laughs> no. Panooch has a life. Leave Panooch <laughs> alone. Yeah, Panooch is probably like, you fat a-hole. <laughs> oh, we, de- we do have to give him credit, though, that the huge, much talked about paper cake spinner rack. Mostly, oh, yeah. do, mostly credited to Panooch. He, he figured out our credit. birthday, too, didn't he? Yeah. He yeah, did. he did. He's a good show guy. Burn, show burn, See, right. he would do it for us. He's a friend of the show. <laughs> You're just going to like guilt him into doing it. I know. Don't, not, I'm, I'm not married bad. to the guy. I'm not going to guilt him about anything. <laughs> no, you don't have to be married to somebody to guilt somebody. I guilt yeah. you all the time. Yeah, Give Jonesy a break. He's working on his paternal guilt trip. Ability. Oh, Lord. Help us and save us. He's having a kid. You know remember he, yeah. when he tried to guilt the Titus? He didn't listen to the last comic books. Yeah. Free comic book day. 
You mind? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I, at, unlike someone else in the room, I backtracked and retracted my my <laughs> statement. Unlike somebody <laughs> else who would just go until they got the free stuff. Farrington says, "It's free comic book day. <laughs> if I don't get free stuff, then when can I get free stuff?" Actually, shout out to the Tituses. That was very nice of them to track down and copy a Kingdom Come number one and give it to me. Aromatic egg. No, serious. <laughs> Doesn't even get the point. Yeah. I never said. <laughs> oh, well. What Stay a show. Tune for next week. What a show. No, what a what show. show. I just love everybody's here together. That's me all too. I care about. Maybe we'll have a show next week. PK55. Who knows? It's so, not, if you're listening what do you think? If it's it not 10 o'clock the, uh, by the time we record this the slim episode. intros? What yeah. do you think? How about uh, iTunes listing us as uh, What's Hot? Yeah, for like two straight weeks. How great three is straight that? weeks. You look and it's there. Every time I look, it's not there. <laughs> I, I like sometimes I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna find something. I'm gonna find a new review and text Matt right away. Slim, and uh, it's never there. And then you always find the re- the new review and text me, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. did they really mm-hmm. list us yeah. as hot? I really need hottest, to get on the hottest shows on the internet. Yeah. I really need to get on Twitter. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You need to get on anything besides <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> You know, you vacation every two weeks, for God's sake. I know, yeah, really. Nice. I don't That's really nice. think you have a job. I think you're just like a, you just hang out at home. You're eating. like taking weekend trips in New England and <laughs> leaf peeping. <laughs> Fall foliage trip. Are, are not at your workplace when I show up. Yeah, Jonesy said yeah. you were there at like noon. He was there at noon to go see it, and they said you left for the day. They let Jonesy through the back. All right. Uh-huh, I was okay. in the VIP section. Oh, right, there it is. <laughs> What kind, that sounds discriminatory. What kind of uh, establishment has VIP employees? You know, if you're not an executive, it only matters if I'm on that list or not. Other than that, it, mm-hmm. I'm good. I don't care about the little people. That's inappropriate. HR, ladies and gentlemen, he's an yeah. HR person. That's it. This has been the most random fireside chat ever, <laughs> and one of my favorites. Nice segue out of we'll, the focus on you. We'll, we'll see s- you next time. <laughs> he's ending this show fast. <laughs> Can't end fast enough. Good night. Panooch offers on the table.